This podcast is made possible by Sage Intact and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Rick Fegley. I'm Chief Financial Officer of Smart and Final Inc., and you're listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is Episode 281. As a finance leader, are you driving driving change in your organization? How are you driving change within your organization? In this episode, a number of our finance leaders share with you their expat experiences. Now, a little background. One episode last summer, I made the comment that the finance career path often allows executives to set down roots in certain geographies and is a nice alternative to becoming a corporate gypsy. Well, I was quickly reminded by a number of you that this is not the case and that the resumes of many finance leaders are frequently dotted with different career relocations, some of which, of course, are overseas. Which leads us to this episode, where you're about to hear about the expat experiences of six different finance leaders. And as always told in their own words, we begin right after these words from our sponsor. It's a question every growing business must answer. How do you scale your organization to accommodate growth? while reducing risk. Sage Intech provides the instant visibility into deep operational and financial requirements that inform decision-making when scale is top of mind. By automating error-prone manual tasks and allowing your team to focus on the analysis of more accurate information, Sage Intech provides the visibility required to confidently scale your organization. Sage Intact is the only AICPA preferred provider of cloud financial management software. Our first expat finance leader is Jack Fortnum of Ingredient. I've actually been with the company for several years, and so many of my milestones were actually within the company. Yeah, I look at the my experience in three different segments, really. One is my global experience from the perspective of young in my career. I actually was the VP finance for Latin America with CPC International. It also gave me the opportunity to live abroad in Argentina. And so it gave me that global outlook in terms of how things were developing globally. It gave me an interest in terms Obviously, living in a country like uh, Argentina, the economics is very important, so it allowed me to track currencies and things. And then when I really think back on perhaps some of the uh, other components of it, you know, when back in 1997, I was I moved up from Argentina back to the U.S., and CPC International was spinning off our predecessor company, Corn Products, which then became Ingredient. And, you know, at that point in time, I was the corporate controller. And as we had to set up all the systems, do all the, I'll say, the governance of the company and things. And that gave me all the background, I would say, in terms of how a public company works and why that would be, what the different components are to make it run effectively on a global basis. And one of the things that I really like to develop in our finance people is their business acumen. Or even from a global perspective, you know, it's interesting. We'll do some short-term assignments, 
where uh, an, uh, an example we're just completing right now is as we moved somebody from Germany over to headquarters for six months, and they were replaced with some somebody from headquarters for six months. And that type of development, actually, on-the-job training, as well as getting to know the business, as well as getting that global experience all rolled into one, actually worked extremely well. Okay, our next finance leader expat is Nicholas Rosenslew, CFO of Baseware. Sure. So I, I I studied in Finland and obviously being a small country up up north and, and fairly cold every now and then as well, I figured that uh, it, it would be fun to to venture outside Finland and, and get experience outside Finland as well. So so after university I actually went to London and, and worked in banking. I, I lived in in the UK for seven years or so, um, and I, for for family reasons, I actually moved back to Finland, uh, spent a the year there, and then I, I I flew off to New York, where I I, I worked in M and A for a couple of years, then again back to Finland for a year, and then I spent three years in in, in California, super rewarding rewarding years actually in California, and during during those years I I probably spent the Kind of a, I don't know, a fourth of my time uh, traveling to Asia, uh, being in China, and so on and so on. So it's, I, I think the 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 experience kind of going outside your your comfort zone and outside your own own turf and uh, your own own country as well is is something I've at least uh, felt has been been super rewarding. Our next finance leader, who we asked to look back on their multinational career building, is Taryn Chopra, CFO of Clements Worldwide. Here's Taryn. There, as far as I'm concerned, there are three key milestones, uh, the way I look at it, in my career, which brought me to where I am today. The first one was uh, when I left India to do my MBA in Australia. Um, I was already a chartered accountant. I had uh, worked for Ernst & Young. I had worked for Whirlpool Corporation. And uh, in 1999, uh, I left um, India to do my MBA in Australia, uh, having lived and studied in India all my life. Um, now, this move was a stepping stone for me uh, for uh, at different levels. One, uh, the MBA obviously helped me expand my strategic and leadership skills to complement with my technical skills. But secondly, uh, and more importantly, it taught me the value of diversity. Um, it, it gave me a true grounding into different cultures, different work styles, and, and ethics. Um, since then, um, I've never looked back. I've lived in four different continents, and I've worked in five. Um, and um, I work through various cultures, and I've come to respect diversity of thought and embrace it, such that it has uh, become a competitive strength for me. Our next finance leader expat is Casey Chokan, today CFO of The Reconnection, a live events and seminar company. Casey takes a look back at when he opened up his uh, expat career chapter when he was a controller with FlowServe Corporation. Well, at the time, I was relocated with FlowServe. So in terms of the, the, the transition itself, it was very simple. Uh, it was a big corporate company. They, they took care of everything. 
but kind of digging into the detail and the story behind it is more so that I was in my late 20s at the time and I made an active decision that I always wanted to travel and, and push on and progress with my career. And I'd had a really good time working for FlowServe uh, in terms of I've had fantastic progression, uh, worked my way up through the ranks, and it was very clear that they were very happy with developing me as an individual. And to get an opportunity like that um, at such a young age as well, in my late 20s, and I'm controlling three different sites within the country, over $25 million a year in revenue, um, it was a big responsibility. And then to transfer over to America, a new culture, didn't know anybody when I arrived. And it, it was it was tough, but I always knew inside myself that I wanted to push on and explore and learn more new things. And I always had the worst case scenario in my mind would be if it didn't work out, I could always go back to England and I'd have my family and my support network there. So that was the way I kind of looked at it is that worst case is, okay, I'm back to where I am, which is not a bad place as it is. But the best case would be to excel and progress there and, and push on. And um, my thought is there's a lot more opportunities to be had here in America. And you know what? I proved myself right so far. The world that we live in now is just so globalized. And with the, the way technology is moving forward every day, there's more and more advancements. Now what that gives us the opportunity to do is to target a lot more people as opposed to the 20, 25 cities we would be in every year. Now we can target everyone with uh, an internet connection that's interested in our product. And now on the backside of that, we can identify exactly where those people are located and what demographics are actually buying and watching our program and now host smarter um, events as opposed to based on historical information. Over the last five years of me being here, I'm now happily engaged and my life's kind of taken a different turn. So with LA being such an amazing city where I can literally do everything from surf go up to the mountains and ski and the national parks. I'm a very active person and food. Everything that I could ever want from a city is here. So I can't really see myself leaving Los Angeles anytime soon. Thought leader listeners, don't go anywhere. We've got two more tales from our expat finance leaders for you right after these words from our sponsor. You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. One of the common characteristics among a number of the expat finance leaders we've interviewed over the years is how M&A activity was in part responsible for helping open up 
the expat chapter of their careers. Um, here's Jim Kelleher, CFO of Activio, recalling his expat chapter. At age 26, I, I took a, um, I would call it a bit of a risk. I went to, I'd never stepped out of the United States, uh, and I took a job with one of my clients as a European finance director based in, uh, in London um, and spent roughly four and a half years uh, living in London and running finances for a software company that was headquartered here in the, in the Boston area. And that really set the basis for my career. Um, it got me into a very operationally finance role, and um, it certainly opened my eyes to how to do business overseas. And I think it uh, it differentiated me in the marketplace for someone as they went forward because um, it, it particularly at that time, it's a little bit more prevalent now, but at that time you didn't get very many people who did that sort of uh, expatriate assignment. So that set me up well. I can't imagine there are many uh, corporate finance leaders out there today that have more international business experience than Barry Swarnstein, CFO of Five Nine. Here I am, Tina Barry, with an expat question. Hey Barry, you're from South Africa and you became a CFO in Europe and then in the U.S. Was there a, a third continent where you have served as a CFO? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I got my education partly in South Africa and part in, but mainly here in, in the MBA here in the US. I okay. worked extensively in Brazil. Uh, I've been there maybe 40 times in different roles. I worked on the ground in Turkey. So, but that's considered Europe as opposed to Asia. But and I spent a lot of time in um, a lot of time in uh, in proper Asia proper in Singapore and Malaysia in particular, and also in China. Um, and you know, um, I've done. I didn't mention this because I don't want to sound boastful, but I've done uh, two billion dollars worth of capital markets transactions, uh, debt and equity, primarily debt, and approximately two billion dollars of M&A transactions. Like, for example, uh, the sale of the Acuson to Siemens. Okay, so there are road warriors, and then there are Swarensteins. I suspect Barry knows how to travel light, don't you? Until next time, may the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. Thanks for joining us. It's Jack. At CFO Thought Leader, we're interested in hearing from you. We want to find out what you would like to hear more of or less of. And so we've created an ever-so-short survey in order to learn from you. The survey is now available right on CFOThoughtLeader.com's homepage. It's open to career finance executives of every rank. Meanwhile, it's that time of year again. CFO Appreciation Day is quickly approaching, and we are once more firing up our kiln and making our CFO Thought Leader Mug 2019 edition available to survey takers who enlist two or more of their finance team members to complete the survey. 
We'll mail you our also coveted CFO Thought Leader mug at zero cost. So visit us at CFOthoughtleader.com and give us an earful. We would greatly appreciate it. Some rules and restrictions may apply. Thank you.